international break is back like a vicious snake for barcelona as once again dark clouds linger on xavi's head welcome to the first supper podcast this is your host shubham i have with me aniket joining in from uh, victoria today and he's traveling to india so next week we'll be uh, having him from india but aniket nothing is going well for barcelona i mean last week we were so happy we were thinking you know uh, to this wonderful team of el clasico Uh, you add Pedri and Dembele, but now we are discussing on to completely different track. What's happening with Barcelona? Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Barca podcast. Uh, so, as you said, Shubham, like the international break, it it is the third international break where we are suffering with injuries. The first one was bad. The second one was worst, but the third one, I I mean. and the constant thing is that we are losing our defenders the whole time this time the last time it was uh, pedri and then araujo and this time it's christiansen so man uh, i don't know what's going on as we said in the last podcast the only thing we expected was all our players to come sound and safe but uh, it was the match against denmark in which christiansen played uh, it was the match for denmark in which christiansen played against finland in the euro 2024 qualifiers suffered an injury within mere 18 minutes of the game was to cop the field and the report suggests that he is now in barcelona and it's getting worse man after coming to barcelona it suggested that there would be minimum of 3 to 4 weeks and He'll he'll probably surely uh, miss the El Clasico here. Yeah, not probably. some more bad news. Surely, surely he's missing. Yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely he's going to miss uh, the Clasico for sure. Hmm. To add on this, we had uh, some reports about Pedri's injury. Well, he was supposed to be back uh, for the Clasico, mm-hmm. but now his injury has been relapsed in the practice sessions in one of those practice sessions, and he. is not going to come back for the uh, for the classico either and the same thing goes with dembele we were expecting dembele as well to come back but unfortunately none of these players would be coming back it it's it's actually a quite big loss for barcelona uh, that too in a much bigger game such as el classico uh, we were expecting dembele and pedri to be uh, on the pitch that day on 5th of april but uh, we would have to go in the qualification like the second leg of semi finals uh, of copa del rey without pedri and dembele so yeah i i don't know what's going on with it uh, so i think if prishansen is out marcus alonso would be taking his place uh, for the second second leg of uh, copa del rey match and yeah that's Oh, so uh, I'm forgetting about one more injury. As we are talking about injuries, there has been one more injury in the form of Frankie De Jong. So it, that would be a huge loss uh, in our midfield. But uh, he's also ex- well. Let's hope that he returns uh, for the El Clasico. But as of now, he is injured. So let's hope for his quick recovery. Yeah, I mean when Barcelona, when. when there was an announcement uh, that he is injured yeah. and he he won't be traveling for uh, the to the dutch camp you know for the international uh, break matches uh, it was it was mm-hmm. seeming like barcelona 
intentionally sort of lied or just you know gave an excuse that he's he's just injured. Just to keep. Yeah, and then yeah. you know just just to, to just, keep just him safe, a, ma. Just as a preventive measure, exactly. And then apparently he is injured. Um, you know, yeah. lo, uh, then there were reports that Memphis, uh, one of the players of uh, Netherlands, uh, he also I think in one of the interviews said that. Uh, he had a discussion with Frankie De Jong, and the, the the injury doesn't look like a big one. And but still, it's a bummer for the Dutch national camp to you know to miss yeah. Frankie De Jong. So all everything seemed like it was an intentional preventive measure. Uh, but the report saying that he will miss El Clasico, ah man, that's bad. That's very bad. Yeah, yeah. So just to. Uh... Just to give you some insights of Frankie Diog, he is actually loved by the Dutch uh, Dutch people. When he was leaving, uh, leaving uh, Ajax for Barcelona, I just saw his video, and even his girlfriend was surprised as to what kind of love the people showed when he was leaving for Barcelona. Mm. So, Dutch people really love Frankie Diog. That's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Shubham, the lineup for uh, Copa del Rey against uh, uh, Real Madrid would probably look like Gavi on that uh, position of left winger, uh, Lewandowski and Rafinha uh, besides him for the attacking lines. Um, Kessier, Busquets and Roberto could start in the midfield and Balde, Alonso, Kunde and uh, Araujo would be in the defence. And Mark Andre Tostegan would surely be the goalkeeper. So that is what yeah. I am expecting. If you want to make some changes, go ahead. No, I guess that's that's the right, uh, you know, probable lineup. Uh, there, there is yeah. one possibility that, uh, you know, Chavi thinks that Kessie might not be able to start the game to replace Frankie Diong. And he might start Ferran on the left wing or Ansu on the left wing, keeping Gavi as one of the midfielders of the three. Uh, but seems unlikely. I think what you mentioned is yeah. seems more probable mm. looking at what Xavi does, you know, in the games. Mm. And uh, with 1-0 lead, he doesn't have to be as aggressive as Real Madrid would want to be. So he can yeah. he can choose yeah. four defend sorry four midfielders, or he might not even play Gavi as a false nine. Sorry, false uh, left winger as you know as as uh, as you mentioned, he might just go with four four two. So let's see, let's yeah. see. Uh, do you do you think that Pablo Torre will get any chance in this one? No, well, I, just I as a substitute, yeah. just as a substitute, not not as a starting eleven. No, I don't think so. Like unless uh, Lewandowski hits a hat trick, you know, in uh, first thirty minutes, and you know, Rafinha comes up with with a brace, and then we are leading five zero. Uh, you know, aggregate of 6-0 by the second half, maybe, but still looks unlikely. Still looks unlikely. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Fair yeah. point. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, enough of this injury shit because, you know, <laughs> this is what we expected, to be honest. International camp has, yeah. international break has always yeah. been very, very sort of, uh, you know, it's, it's bad for us. scary. Yeah. yeah, whenever whenever I see that there is an international break, it it literally gives me chills with scares. Like mm. man, just mm. I don't know. And whatever we expect, exactly the opposite thing happens. So mm. yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah. So uh, you know, moving apart from sporting and going to a bit of administrative point of Barcelona, 
you know the ongoing uh, you know that dark negrera uh, caso negrera uh, the prosecutors surprise surprise are still yet to find the clear evidence of the club making payments to particularly uh, to get referee's decisions in their favor you know a big surprise to be honest because we have been maintaining the fact that it doesn't look like you know this is these are serious accusations uh, and if barcelona have done that you know there must be evidence you know to prove it uh, the mm. police found a document in the house of a former barca director uh, this was again an arbitration uh, report on the rivals real madrid it was written on the you know on the report uh, which club had requested Uh, this aligns with what Barcelona have been saying all along. Two more uh, yeah. documents were found in such a such an investigation. Uh, another arbitration report was prepared for Barcelona Barcelona by Negreira in exchange for money. Uh, this was about uh, Gil Manzano, uh, you know the infamous Barcelona referee or the, the referee for Barcelona. A report on Matthew Lajos <laughs> was also found in which Negreira had been uh, gi- had given his technical analysis. so all these reports actually align with what barcelona have been saying all along that they have paid for technical analysis of the referees not to buy or not to you know incline the decisions of referees towards them uh, according yeah. to these accusations uh, you know i mean what i'm going to say it it just it it lets me feel that my iq my my normal iq is falling by 10 points you know by this next next line according to these accusations jose maria enriquez negrera uh, gave gifts to referees you know with the money that he received from barcelona and ariket listen to the gifts corkscrews toasters sandwiches blankets pants laser pointer pens wines liquors and lottery tickets are you fucking kidding me you know the referees who are being paid 8000 euros per month you know they have a good salary by uh, yeah. by the league they 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 are going to they are going to uh, you know get sort of distracted or uh, align or incline their decisions towards a club for getting pants or blankets or sandwiches what do you think these referees are are they homeless people they are referees of a club or oh, sorry, sorry of of a league you know what kind of what kind of accusations what kind of reports are these i, I don't understand uh, what kind of low iq you need to publish these reports anyway coming back to the facts oh sorry you want to mention yeah, something yeah i i want to yeah i want to just mention one thing here like if if let's suppose that barcelona bought uh, the referee or the president of those referees or whatever why would they in their uh, perfect state of mind why would they keep an entry of that in their legal books that could have been done under the table as well yeah if you are going yeah. if you are bribing someone bribe is never put on books that is for sure so i don't think so that barcelona would be that dumb of a club to include this in their books that's for sure if they are doing something wrong they would be mindful to keep that under the table not in their books that's for sure Indeed. and one more thing so and one more thing i want to point out here was it just me when i read that name gil manzino uh, rang some bells in my mind or is it is it like the common phenomenon for barcelona fans like most of his decisions were against barcelona but yeah. i could be wrong here but 
I feel that whenever Gil Mancino is on the pitch, I feel a little bit of uh, how do I say? My heart goes for Barcelona because most of his decisions are against uh, our club. Yeah, he was. He was. He was the referee who sort of uh, red carded Lewandowski uh, for for making yeah. a gesture, and you know Lewandowski for ba- was banned for three more matches after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vinicius gets mm-hmm. a free pass every time he makes a fuss. You know, goes on fighting with uh, with referees, but that's fine. But yeah, Gil Manzano's decisions were inclined towards Barcelona in exchange for pants and blankets because Gil Manzano sleeps yeah. on streets in Madrid. That's for sure. Uh, oh. You know, c- oh, coming oh. back. Coming back to the Negreira case, uh, the club is currently preparing 14 lawsuits against journalists and media mm-hmm. houses who try to tarnish the club's image, and yep. these are just uh, first lawsuits. Apparently, uh, some journalists and media houses are deleting their tweets, you know, after the <laughs> lawsuit news. So you know a lot to say yep. about the freedom of expression and the truth that you really want to put out. You know, there were so many journalists claiming that no, we Uh, we don't we we don't care for the trolls or fan trolls or club trolls we want to publish mm. we want to fight for the justice uh, you know deleting mm. tweets is not uh, you know fighting for the justice anyway solving anything uh, yeah yeah javier tevas and uh, javier tevas and you know i'm just i'm just losing my shit here. it's not done here eh? yeah, yeah it's not done no, here no no far from far from being done javier tevas the la liga president uh, he i mean i don't understand you know uh, please i mean this is not a barcelona fan in me talking this is a a logical human being who has like you know slightly some brain uh, how is this possible that a league president is so obsessed against a club and what he's doing it, it does not align with being impartial with all the clubs running the league at all you know uh, he sort of uh, you know has in an interview said i still don't get why laporta isn't giving explanations mind you laporta there are very confirmed sort of confirmed reports saying that uh, laporta has decided that he will go on making a, a press conference you know open for for everyone um i think after class el clasico uh, you know in the week of girona game so he knows that that he knows that it is scheduled and you know the club is currently in sort of in process of getting in preparation of the, the documents uh but he says that barcelona should be worried and the negrera case makes me lose sleep you know if this is not propaganda i don't know what the what is the definition of propaganda uh ufa uh you know he 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 has sort of approached um ufa uh, so it was Javier Tebas's La Liga that took the Negreira case to European Union, not just UEFA, mm-hmm. the European mm-hmm. Union, which has nothing to do with sporting, yeah. the sporting culture of Barcelona at all. That's true. Uh, resulting in an UEFA opening an investigation, and the league does not even rule out going to FIFA next. Barcelona remains yeah. completely calm after hearing, you know, what UEFA's investigation uh, sort of, you know, uh, confirmation. Uh, in the Negreira case, they say that it's just an investigation; it's not an action, and consider it to be normal. They will comply with whatever is asked and needed. But the problem here is, Aniket, you need to understand, and all the listeners need to understand that UEFA and Laporta, of course, they they won't be sitting at one table because uh, Laporta is in progress or is in process of 
sort of uh, founding a new league which is european super league so uefa would never would never um impartially investigate this case and one yeah. of the yeah. one of the one of the committee members you know who is involved in the committee which is investigating barcelona is the same guy who who was against or who is uh, i think who is investigating european super league he is the same guy mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. sounds you know this sounds extremely fishy it's not even fishy sorry not sounds uh, smells like fishy it's not just fishy it's much more it's like the whole fish market you can smell it's it's no you know, it's it's, it's, it's the me. same thing it's same thing as uh, real madrid would uh, want to impartially investigate in this case and keeping their bias on side they just want to investigate this particular case it's it's the same it's the same uh, exact same thing as that one yeah but finally you know let's let keep this you know injuries and caso negrera to the side yeah uh, all the Some, barcelona fans yeah they have one silver lining uh, which is which is you know probably the best news a barcelona fan can ever uh, get and you know aniket yeah. uh, let you yeah. uh, talk about this so topic. uh so i will start uh, this section by quoting sergio aguero so he said that i think messi should retire at barcelona and barca is his home and he has to finish his career here my feeling is that there is a 50% chance that he will return so as this being said the second thing uh, joan laporta said and this is according to tony juan marti he said that messi knows that barcelona's doors are open uh, and we will see i have to find a way to improve the current relationship between messi and barca so if you combine these two statements i can form one question in my mind that would messi be coming back to barcelona if that happens I mean I would be flattered with joy if he could come to Barcelona and end his career over here and retire in uh, retire at Camp Nou that would be a great feat for all the fans and even for Messi as we all know that he is not happy in Paris we can see from his face that he is just there to keep himself fit uh, nothing more than that so uh, laporta continued saying that it had left a mark when he became the president and it was not good at all uh, he had to make some decisions which which uh, he is not satisfied of so he is putting on some efforts to get messi back that is for sure and uh, i hope that his uh, efforts uh, be fruitful and successful and let's hope that messi would be back uh, at camp now in 2024 and uh, 2023 moving on. not 2024 oh sorry 2023, 2023 sorry yeah. 2023 I, i think i am still living in 22 mm. uh people at the club have told their close friends uh, and in the close circle that messi has a great chance of returning uh, as long as the sales continues uh and the salary cap has been reduced 
So we just expect the salary cap to miraculously reduce and we could uh, register Messi in our camp. Mm. Let's see how it goes. But uh, as you said, Shubham, it's really a silver lining. The club has been working on Messi's uh, return, that's for sure. But Messi and Laporta needs to sit on the table for this to happen. They should have a one-on-one talk, not Messi and uh, Laporta, to be honest. But uh, Laporta's team and Messi's entourage should have uh, some talks to uh, to agree or negotiate upon his contracts and what goes in it, what not. So let's hope that everything is done, everything Ah, man, while seeing this news, I am actually emotional if I could see Messi coming back here. Uh, mm. I would be happy to see Messi uh, at Camp Nou, playing for Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we are just, uh, you know, it would be, yeah, the, the reports, you know, they're, they're clearly saying that he, as you mentioned, his entourage are sort of, they, they they want Messi to come back and this is the feeling that Messi and his, his whole family because apparently all the booze that he got by PSG Ultras, you know, especially after uh, PSG got eliminated uh, from the Champions League mm-hmm. against Bayern, uh, you know, his family, uh, they were not very happy, uh, you know, they're still not happy in Paris. Uh, and I think Leo Messi had a discussion with Jordi Alba or Busquets, I'm not sure. He, he, you know, the the phone call was regarding that they the normal the, normally the family is not happy and they spend couple of days in Barcelona every now and then and those couple of days are like the highlight or you know happiness highlights of the, their family. Yeah. So in general, they want to come back and you know club wants him back. Of course, the fans want him back and it just it won't be straightforward because we are struggling with uh, you know registering Gavi's contract. So, right now, so, registering Messi is a far-sighted dream, but let's see what happens. Yeah. And and there has been, to, to just let, to make everything clear, there has been no negotiation between, mm. formal negotiation between Messi and the club as of now. So, it's just in the air, but let's see how it's proceeds. No, it but proceeds. I think, I think that's, that's a good sign that there were no negotiations because we know that Barcelona is struggling a lot financially. So, uh, it makes no sense to start the negotiations without coming to that level that, you know, you can negotiate. So, right now, Laporta and Alemani, they need to understand and they need to figure out somehow uh, the way that they can reduce the the salary bill by 200 million euros. Then only they would be able to sign and register players. Uh, and mm. because what Laporta did, and this is the mistake, and I think Laporta has learned out of his mistake, is what Laporta did when he became a president. That he started negotiating with Messi, kept telling Messi that everything is fine, and then eventually, when he realized that no, it's not fine, the the chaos is much bigger than what he anticipated. Then he told Messi yeah. that no, it's not possible, and you know, then the negotiations broke and the relations broke. So right now, what Laporta is doing, I think, uh, let us keep faith in Laporta and let us move up forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so while talking on this track of uh, negotiating, uh, sorry, reducing the salary uh, salary bills of Barcelona uh, players, uh, the club is you know is is thinking to propose a salary reduction uh, to Jordi Alba uh, if he does not accept 
Barca will look, you know, to to part ways with him. Uh, so the the first report suggests that uh, the idea is to, you know, uh, put him on transfer market, and if not, even termination yeah. is not being ruled out. Yeah. So Barcelona, ha- Barcelona, the whole entourage has a positive report on him. To be honest. Uh, but believe his signing is complicated uh, since they don't want to enter a race or a bidding war. Uh, as many would be interested in uh, in uh, signing Jordi Alba, that is for sure. Uh, so let's see how how it goes. Uh, I'm not sure, but I hope that uh, that uh, Jordi Alba would accept his uh, uh, salary reduction. Yeah, uh, Aubameyang is an alternative to uh, you know to play for Barcelona if they cannot get Rock, you know Brazilian wonder kid mm. who is being currently mm. valued at fifty million euros. Yeah, uh, there is one more news uh, transfer news. Barcelona's interest in Ilke Gundogan is increasing, and the move is getting likely. The club believes uh, he'll accept a lower salary if he's offered a. a if he isn't offered a short-term contract, so basically he wants a long-term contract, and he's uh, he's uh, ready to accept lower salary for his long-term contracts. Mm. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Vanderson, a 21-year-old Brazilian right back, is uh, is being considered by Barcelona uh, to to recruit him, who are now working on it. His agents are expected in Barcelona in the coming days. Barcelona will go for Carrasco if they have enough salary space. Their interest remains. They want him for 9 million to 10 million euros approx value. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, player is quite interested in, uh, in, in this move. Yeah. And a surprising transfer news, which I never thought I would talk about, is Umtiti's, who is currently on loan to Lice, uh, the Italian side who plays for uh, Serie A. Uh, he has he has been having a good season. He has been having a great season physically and you know uh, sportingly because he has been uh, he has been playing I think for ninety minutes on the on the on the trot and uh, he has been yeah. playing well. Uh, but now uh, I mean apparently there are uh, there are many clubs who want to sign Umtiti like Inter, AC Milan, uh, and they I think they 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 had discussions with Barcelona in the past. But now Umtiti's wish is to play for Barcelona once again. I mean surely okay, this is. The out of hand. Uh, I don't see Umtiti playing for Barcelona any any time ever in 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 future. Uh, no, I don't see him playing at Barcelona either. When he was in form, he was a good player. Yeah. But after that decline, uh, I don't think so. He would be playing for Barcelona. But let's see how how time progresses. Yeah. Uh, court has rejected Barcelona's appeal once again. Uh, uh, in Gavi's case, Gavi will go back to having a subsidiary record and the club won't be able to register him as the first team player until the wage bill is lowered. So, yeah. uh, Gavi would be again a B team player. Not He, he would not join the first team, uh, that is for sure. Yeah. So, uh, we, we are finishing today's gossip news or, you know, the gossip uh, section with the negative news because currently I, I think today 70-80% of the podcast was negative and was intended to be negative so we will leave you uh, with this negativity just to you know 
to feel the pain of Barcelona fans. Uh, and then we will be back uh, next week after Elche's game and probably we, or we might do a combined podcast for Elche's game and El Clasico on 5th of April. Uh, it has to be seen. Uh, you know, stay tuned to, to the social media accounts of uh, TAB Podcast. And uh, as usually, uh, you know, we are available on audio medium like uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Ghana, Amazon Music. Uh, and we are our credentials on social media like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter are TFB underscore pod. So please uh, follow our content, uh, you know, and share our stuff with your friends. And Aniket, any last, any last thoughts? Like, share, comment, subscribe. Uh, I hope that... Again, I am repeating uh, myself as a stuck gramophone that let's hope each and every player except uh, Christiansen comes back safe and sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, Aniket, I wish you uh, a very uh, you know good trip back to India. And uh, yeah, I think uh, to all the listeners, Forza Barca, uh, for, for Barca and uh, you know, goodbye. Forza Barca.